Many of us are motivated by success as entrepreneurs. But what is succeeding? It is all about hard work, controlling risk, making the right choices. Or is it about rolling the dice, being brave, being at the right time and the right place? I guess it really depends on who you are and what you're in it to begin with. Oftentimes, we put chance and choice on opposite sides of the same coin. Choice is something that you control, you make consciously, you guide by your objectives. Chance is everything else, the unknown, the uncontrollable, the risk. As a trained decision scientist, I am fascinated by the interplay between the two. As an entrepreneur, I'm enamored by the idea of making both of them work in my favor. Today, I will share a few personal choices and chances that define me. I hope those journeys and learnings derived from them will help you along. Entrepreneurs are frequently regarded as bold risk takers. We identify, evaluate, and deploy new products, strategies, and organizational structures in hope to discover a product market fit where others have failed or didn't dare to look. We experiment, learn, and pivot around problems we care for in search for solutions that matter. It is an intense game of chance and choice, and we all have our personal reasons to play it. But it can often have very high stakes, both personally and professionally. In nearly 20 years of building businesses, I have seen many good-hearted, capable, ambitious friends suffer isolation, depression, burnout, regardless of how successful their businesses were. My conscious entrepreneurial journey started very early. At 14, I was a keen gamer. Coming from a low-income Bulgarian family, I did not want to spend money in computer clubs. So I decided in the summer of 2000 that I wanted to link my neighbors in a LAN network. Over a few nights, I taught myself how to set up the infrastructure. And within a week, I cabled up a dozen of households with a few routers. Soon, we wanted to upgrade from our dial-ups. So I went along asking for suppliers to sell to my network. One day, I was speaking to a friend, and he suggested that he could find a couple of antennas that I could borrow. I spent the bus ride home wondering, what can I do with this? How can I pay for these antennas and servers? How can I maintain my network? By the time I reached my house, my first business was born. Within less than a year, while at high school, I expanded my network across three neighborhoods, linked nine apartment blocks, and had nearly 200 subscribers. It was informal, so one day a regulator called me and basically started asking difficult questions around licensing, permits, accounting. When, I realized, when they realized that I was an underage enthusiast, they gave me a choice, clean it up or shut it down. In panic, within 72 hours, I contacted each of the competitors in my three neighborhoods, and I managed to sell my network for a small but meaningful at the time for me amount. Then I realized what I wanted to do with my life. I also learned the first lesson I wanted to share with you guys. Allow for serendipity in your life. Serendipity is chances that turn in your favor. It is following a piece of string along and finding something good at its end. Entrepreneurs often suffer the illusion of control, but so many things do not depend on our decisions and choices. Sometimes it pays simply to play with a thought and ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen if I just follow this path? As you will see, my later life reaffirmed this and taught me a very simple min-max rule, which is when taking a chance, design your choices to make the worst possible outcome palatable, and then just roll the dice. About a decade later, I had fully committed to an entrepreneurial career. I had built a few companies, brought them to break even. I had also developed a fascination with understanding choice, which led me to want to study decision sciences at the LSE. I had no idea how I'm going to fund my studies, but I was committed to figuring it out. In this effort, I undertook a venture-building consultancy gig in the summer in the States. It was a messy setup, but it did offer me pay, international experience, and a contact to apply my skills to. 
we were trying to quantify talent. The engagement expanded into the school year and essentially was funding my education. I had a tiny share in the business and practically no power at all. We had no product management, no clear responsibility, a lot of people with very strong opinions and very weak commitments. After a few months of this, I decided to pull out, giving up my shares and pay. Here's where I learned the second big lesson. Be clear about your values. Karma is a thing. Faced with uncertainty and imperfect information, decisions are always tough, but operating from values makes things simpler. For some, working on a failing project is fine as long as they get paid. For those who value their work, mastery and agency are essential. I didn't feel that my work made a difference and I didn't want to waste the investor's money. So I wrote down several recommendations, thank everyone for the opportunity and walked away with conviction. Weeks later, a new CEO came on board and basically called me up asking me to run product and operations for the venture. I joined again and I joined because I stepped away with convictions and I was clear about my values. I was listened to. Over the next years, we achieved product market fit and the company was bought. Furthermore, almost everyone who was involved played a critical part in my future career and personal life. Why? Because people appreciate those who are clear with their values. In fact, the CEO from that story later introduced me to a friend of his who was setting up a media tech company in Sweden. He was impressed by my work and asked me to lead R&D. After a few inspired discussions, I moved to Stockholm to co-found Newstack. This was one of the most ambitious and visionary projects in my career a multi-source video news syndication platform that leveraged artificial intelligence and gamification to enable anybody to start a personal newsroom. And we made a lot of mistakes with product and commercialization, but we learned quickly. 18 months later, the company was fully funded and growing a solid user base. Things were going great, but I had a challenge. I met a lovely girl who had moved to Singapore, and I was in Stockholm. We had been together for a year, and I wanted to commit. Thus, I, spent, I went to my board and I suggested we open an office in Asia, or I can walk away amicably, amicably. They supported my move and I continued working with Newstack for another two years. And then it just didn't work. The geographical distance played its part, the Asian market readiness played its part, and it made no sense for me to run product remotely. So we had no commercial traction and I gradually off-boarded throughout 2016 to sell my shares in 2017. To this date, I wonder what could have been if I had stuck around. Then again, I have three wonderful kids and a happy marriage. So this is my next lesson. When you take a chance, make it an active choice. I knew my relationship may have not worked out, but I also knew that the move was a risk to my business, but it was a risk I was prepared to take. I was clear which chance was worth more to me. After exiting Newstack, I took sabbatical. My experiment, my entrepreneurial journey had rewarded me, uh, but I was very burnt out. I didn't have much of a plan. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to take decisions. So after six months off, eventually I decided to start another company offering analytics products to HR. I got a call from an old friend at the same time and they urged me to join City as an entrepreneur in residence. I pretty much laughed. I had seen several corporate ventures, but I politely declined because I didn't think that this would work. Within a few weeks, the program lead set up a call to discuss my views. We talked, we liked each other, and we kept talking about how I would see a functioning program. I saw this as a hedge in case my venture didn't take off. But as the conversation progressed, I had managed to set up the business, fund it, hired five people, launched an MVP, even secured the financing. Towards the end of 2017, things went south with my anchor investor, so I decided to jump ship and join CD at last. Um, I thought that this would be temporary. To be frank, I didn't really think that I would stick around in a corporate job. However, I never returned. 
Later in 2018, I transferred my shares to my wonderful co-founder and helped him move the business to Holland. The business is still around and doing well, but my career and my choices took a hard pivot. Building out Cities Venture Builder in Asia and now globally gave me the opportunity to do entrepreneurial work while being there for my wife and kids. After years of risk-taking and giving every calorie to my companies, I had neglected myself and I was very prone to burnout. And this is where my last lesson comes. Be kind to yourself. Few other people will be. Take time to lead a balanced life that weaves into your entrepreneurial journey and ambitions with human joys. If you choose to be an entrepreneur, you have several swings at the bat, as we heard. Sometimes it pays to reset and learn, build a different skill, get into a different industry. You can design your choices in the ways that they preserve optionality for you and keep you on your path. It is much harder to make up for missing the important moments and not enjoying your life. In time, I will be back behind a startup. I will look at myself in the mirror, though, and I will know that I have given my kids a devoted father when they needed it in the early years. An entrepreneur's career is hard work. It requires many sacrifices and hard decisions, but it can also be joyful and sustainable. If you allow for serendipity, you will find different new paths for success. If you are clear about your values, decisions are easier and relationships get stronger. If taking a chance is an active choice, you're better prepared to face the outcomes of it. And if you give yourself space for family and friends, as we heard from all the other speakers as well, you will have the energy and the support systems to make bigger adventures, take bolder choices, and bigger chances. Thank you for your time. I hope this is helpful.